0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. It's time. It's
1: time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone with the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What's up, faithful? 49ers Web Zone, No Huddle Podcast, now partnered with Odyssey. I'm Al Sacco. He's Brian Rennick. And Brian, before we get into any football... I want to say congratulations to Aaron Judge for recording yes. this tonight. He just hit his 61st home run. Current New York Yankee, hopefully, <laughs> never future San Francisco <laughs> Hopefully, always current New York Yankee, Aaron Judge. It's a cool feat. Um, you know, listen, the steroid era happened. People can have whatever judgments they want to on anything. I will say this in terms of the best baseball seasons I've seen. When Bonds had seventy three, Sosa had, had sixty four, so that's a nine home run difference. Mm-hmm. Judges currently got sixty one, and Kyle Schwarber I think is behind him, and he's got forty two. That's nineteen. So in terms of yeah. errors, this this is arguably the most impressive offensive season ba- based on that. It's been it's been cool to watch as a Yankee fan.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, it it feels like it feels like home runs are are kind of down across the league, and so to see someone do something like this. Uh, you know, especially when they well introduced a baseball or or at least humidors at every park, which was supposed to, you know, deaden the ball a little bit. And it seems like it has. And and here we go with uh with the kid from Northern California. Uh, so that's that's two. That's two for Northern California. Uh, two two home run champs, if you will. So you guys can, you guys can yeah. claim
1: part of them, I guess. Part of them that's so, right.
0: big big um, time uh big time accomplishment for, you, from Aaron You know, you, you I'm know hoping what else you get is- another one.
1: Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. A few more. So you know what else is down scoring wise? And I saw this today or maybe the other day. Do you know in the NFL, there's only 12 teams that have more than four touchdown passes that have five. I saw
0: you tweet that. I saw you tweet that out earlier. Like I felt like scoring was down, but I didn't think like, that's
1: crazy, crazy. And the Niners only have two. And I think there's five other teams that only have two, but it's pretty, it's, 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 and I know now without, you know, the pre there's less preseason games. And I feel like teams are kind of sitting their starters more than they have in the past. Like some yeah. they are hardly at all. Um, and maybe it's just taken teams longer and longer to get going now. And as soon as we get into October scoring is going to be up again, but it's, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, the chiefs only scored 24 points. You have a Packers bucks game, 14 to 12, the Niners 11 to 10, you know, these games are, have been low scoring. And I like a low scoring defensive game, but it's good yeah. to see some fireworks too. <laughs>
0: You know it's it's interesting too because we're talking about a sport in the NFL which every literally every game matters in terms of playoffs in in the future right mm-hmm. and you know the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs could be one loss and and I know that that that's the case with with every sport, but when you when you've got a sport like baseball with 162, and you've got a sport like basketball with 82, and then you've got a sport like the NFL with 17, it's just 17 games. The fact that for whatever reason, and, and I imagine it's because of the the collective bargaining agreement and players trying their best to preserve their bodies, and and so less practice time, and now less preseason. The fact that Teams treat like the first four games of the season now almost as preseason. It's kind of it, it's interesting to me because again, if you go one and three in the first four games because you're trying to work out all the kinks, uh, you you might miss the playoffs, right? And and that's that's where we are right now, right? As Forty Nine er fans, our team is one and two, going into a game against the defending Super Bowl champions. If they lose this game, they're going to be one and three. It's a huge game. That's a, that's it's you a huge really, game, really right? Care. And so it, it is. I I agree with you. It, it's is down across the league, and I think it, it's because of that. Now, you know, it, the NFL is crazy because last week I was I was like, "There's zero chance that the Colts have any shot at beating the Chiefs," and here we are with the Colts having beaten the Chiefs after getting boat raced uh, and and shut out by the Jacksonville Jaguars, who by the way, looked pretty awesome on Sunday well, against the Chargers for as well, um, yeah. which I'm, I'm a little bummed about because that, that that's a Trent bulky uh, feather. Right. And Trent bulky doesn't need any feathers. Give him time. But, he'll screw it up. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: Look, the quarterback's good enough where it doesn't matter, but which is a possibility. But yeah, if not, yeah. I'm sure there'll be an AJ Jenkins in the, in the mix somewhere there. So yes,
0: yes. So we'll, we'll see, but but yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting trend, right? And, and it's, it's worth monitoring, at least in my opinion.
1: Definitely. And this game, yeah, it's, it's so huge for the Niners and we'll, we'll preview it in, in a little bit, but with the Niners, there's always drama, right? And that's the, what kind of kind of in a sick way, just love that about this team, right? Not because we do content. It makes everything interesting all the time, but it's like... It it's does just, make it easier. <laughs> dude, it's like a soap opera, man. They're reality TV. Yeah, and it does make it easier. Like, I feel like you we were never, ever strapped for things to talk about. And, and even this week, and there's things... Sometimes things will happen, Brian, and I'm like, do I even want to address it? But uh-huh. people are talking about it, so what the hell? The lip-reading thing that I'm sure... sure Twitter, where there's a clip of Jimmy, where it looks like he says, oh, what, your "What was plays like, suck, your play stop or something like that?" And nobody knows what he said. And let let me say this: he is not. If he did say that, he is far from the only football player to get pissed about a play sure. call. Or I mean, sure. it probably happens weekly, right? I mean, you've seen Antonio Brown take his uniform off and run off the field. This is nothing. I think it's a complete nothing burger. But it's interesting in in, in the sense to talk about. Is there going to be, at some point, if losses pile up or just whatever, some kind of Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo rift? And that's not to start drama. That is the people who would say, like, oh, he's a professional. He didn't care that they replaced him, and uh, they tried to get rid of him. Jimmy is a professional football player who took a team to a Super Bowl. I'm sure he has a lot of pride. I'm sure been a, you know, he's been a successful athlete his whole life. He did. Nobody would brush that off. There's got to be, even if it's a small chip, there has to be a chip on that shoulder. So I'm sure, you know, Jimmy had a really rough game and we talked about it ad nauseum in our last show, but there's got to be something there where he's, you know, I'm sure he wants to shove the ball up everybody's ass. I'm, I'm sure he does. And I'm sure last week, three did not sit well with him. So I don't know if there's anything to what he said. And like I said, I'm sure a lot of people say that, but you do have to wonder at some point, they gotta start getting some wins because if the pressure mounts, you know, maybe it will turn into more of a soap opera. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I I always bristle at this idea of, oh, they're a professional. You know, everybody's a professional, right? But everybody's also a human being. And and to 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 say this guy's a professional is to completely discount the human side of mm-hmm. being a a human being. Like Think about in your job, right? It, it, listeners, viewers right now, think about it, your job, right? If you were at your job and your boss actively tried to replace you for three years and then also brought in a guy and was like, Hey, by the way, this is the guy or the girl that's going to replace you. So mm-hmm. just, and what I would like you to do is help him, uh, get ready to replace you. Right. Think about that situation for a moment. Put yourself in that situation, regardless of context. I don't think that's gonna sit well with you. And I'm fairly certain that didn't sit well with Jimmy Garoppolo. And so it it seems like it would just be natural for there to be a rift, right? Regardless. Yeah. This is the guy that has tried to replace him since the end of the Super Bowl. There was the flirtation with Tom Brady. There was then the following offseason, the flirtation with Matthew Stafford, the flirtation with Deshaun Watson, and then eventually the drafting of Trey Lance. Uh And then there was the giving of the QB1 title to Trey Lance after last season, in which you took the team to the NFC Championship game. I don't care how professional you are. You're going to be pissed. You're going to be upset. And now all of a sudden that kid who you're not mad at, I don't think he's mad at Trey Trey didn't yeah, to him. Right? right. Right. But that kid gets injured. And now the guy that, that replaced you is going, Hey, by the way, Hey, um, could you, could you come back and, and, and do that job again that, that I had you do that? I didn't want you to do anymore. Could you do that again for me? And not only that, but could you do that at a high level? For sure. I'm certain that there's that there is a rift. It doesn't mean that it's going to negatively affect the team, but I, I feel like it's just natural, right? It's just natural, regardless of how professional he is. And so I'll, I want to ask you a question about Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. and this entire situation. I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday. Uh, we were uh, lamenting that game and, and we were talking about about Jimmy and, and kind of where do we go from here? And I think we had talked about, uh, at least on this show, we had said something along the lines of Jimmy Garoppolo has nothing to lose this season, and he's playing for a new contract, and he's auditioning for new teams, right? Mm -hmm. Is that enough for him to overcome what I would have to assume is a lack of caring for what happens to this team this year? Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is bought in, To the 49ers and the 49ers season after what he's been through since the end of the Super Bowl.
1: Well, yeah. And, and one thing you did a good recap, but one thing you you didn't mention is that even in, in training camp, they just, Hey, here, go practice on this field over there. Right. You don't Please get away go. from us. Now, did you ever see office space, the movie office? <laughs> yeah, base? for they, sure. They, they, what was it Milton where they put him in the basement? Yeah, put him in the stapler. basement. That's what they yeah. did. Like that's what, hey, you go in the basement and we're going to take your stapler yeah and, like, are you going to burn the place down now? Exactly. So, exactly. I think the way that I look at it is if he was playing for Kyle Shanahan and was on the field with Kyle Shanahan, there may be some of that you know, FU stuff going on, but I don't, he's there. He's still going to be there for his teammates. I think, I think there's a good relationship there with a lot of his teammates. He has some close friends that he apparently doesn't text back. No, I'm kidding, but he has some close (laughs) friends on there. um, You know, with use check and Kittle and guys like that. And he's gone to battle with those guys and those guys have gone to battle with him. I I don't think there's going to be any of that because of, because of his teammates. I I don't see it that way. Um, The only thing I can see if things start to blow up is if, what happened last week continues. And what I mean by that is, you know, open receivers and him just playing God awful and the defense out there, you know, every possession, just blood, sweat and tears in, in until they can't give any more. And, you know, they give up a a drive at the end, then you maybe can see a rift, but I don't think Jimmy's going to play that bad again. Maybe maybe he's still going to be rusty for a week or two. I think he'll get better, but I still think he's going to be Jimmy. I still think the frustrations are going to be there. I still think he's not going to push the ball downfield. I still think he's going to throw the stupid interception. Um, I was watching the film of the pick that he threw, and I put this on Twitter, too, a picture of it. If you see it and you see the three Bronco defenders mm-hmm. just cradled around Debo, mm-hmm. it was first and 10, Brian, on, right. on their own 48. They were about to get a game-winning field goal. It was first down. It's not like it's fourth down and they were forcing the ball. It's first right. down. Throw the ball away. Take a, take a yeah. sack. Without you, you cannot turn it over there. Exactly. So it was the, worst, the worst decision possible. But no, I, I just think it was partially rust. Um, I, don't think it's, I don't think he's going to mentally check out on his teammates. No, I, I would be shocked, shocked if that happened.
0: Here's, here's what I don't understand. Jimmy Garoppolo played damn near the whole game against the Seahawks. Right? He came in midway through the first quarter. And looked great, and came to the presser and was like, you know what? It's like riding a bike, right? Like I, mm-hmm. that's what it felt like. It's like riding a bike. And then he goes out and lays that turd at in Mile High, right? Sorry, I figured it out. It's Empire Field at Mile High. That's what it is. <laughs> I'll never <laughs> Whatever. that. Whatever, yeah. right? And then he comes to the podium and he's like, listen, like I don't want to make excuses, but I haven't played with these guys. Blah 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 blah. Right. So you went from riding a bike to what happened on Sunday. And I gotta, what, what, I mean, what is the difference? I mean, is the difference still that he went out there on against the Seahawks and played loose? And now that he's QB1, he's not playing loose. Does that have something to do with him or does that have something to do with? Kyle Shanahan, that's a, uh, and I think that's a valid question. You know, I I've often thought of Kyle Shanahan and the way that he treats his quarterback. It's like Kyle Shanahan plays Madden on the Mm -hmm. sideline and he wants the quarterback to do exactly what Kyle Shanahan would do. Right. And when he doesn't, he gets mad. And I don't know that Jimmy Garoppolo plays his best when he's being micromanaged that way. Now I don't want, I'm not trying to lay all the blame on Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is the one that calls the plays. Jimmy Garoppolo has to execute them. Mm -hmm. But is he in Jimmy's ear going like, Hey, remember first read here, throw it. Boom. It's going to be open. You know, I, I, I've heard him on the sidelines say things like that, you know, when he's mic'd up and things. Mm -hmm. So is that really the difference? Is that against the Seahawks, he wasn't doing that because he had this entire game plan for Trey. And so both of them just had to wing it. Possibly, but that offense looked a lot better when they were both winging it than it did when they had a week to game plan for now an obviously better defense than the Seattle Seahawks. But still that offensive performance, none of it, none of it looked good. And we have a comment here. that says, Jimmy G can't see uh, any open wide receivers last game. Uh, I I agree. I mean, there's plenty of of film out there that shows, right? That shows plenty of missed yards, plenty of missed touchdowns, you know, agreed he does, but he wasn't against the Seahawks. So again, it's just, it's such a weird disconnect for me between that game and the Denver game. Cause like I said, he played the majority of the game against the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think that he would quit on on his teammates, like you said, especially because he has a great relationship with a lot of them, especially in the offensive side of the ball. But I will say, like you did, Richard Sherman had KJ Wright on his podcast last week, and they were teammates in Seattle, part of the Legion of Boom defense, right? And they talked about, essentially, why they don't like Russell Wilson. And what they what they said was, Russell Wilson got more of the credit than they did when in reality it was really was that defense that that led that team to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And Pete Carroll treated Russell Wilson differently than he did the rest of the team. Right? Very similar to Kyle Shanahan, not essentially not putting any accountability on Jimmy Garoppolo. In fact, defending him. Right. Blaming the, the fumble on Jake Brendel and and just essentially not calling out his quarterback for for really bad play. Called himself out, which I thought was great and was yeah. and was growth on his part. But like you said, if the defense continues to put performances on the field like they have the past three weeks and they're not winning the majority of those games, ah, that defense is bound to start to get a little chippy. If you will, with, with the offense and with, and with Jimmy Garoppolo.